Welcome to Clean Air for All by Yuhu. It's a podcast from Yuhu about creating a healthy home and life with good indoor air quality. Each month, we will speak with experts and share helpful information and insights about anything and everything that concerns the air we breathe and how we can protect the health and safety of our homes and families while we stay indoors. From understanding indoor pollutants, the benefits of ventilation, the importance of continuous air quality monitoring to new technologies and more. And welcome back again to our show. I have T here with me. And T, uh, in last uh, in the last show that we did together, you shared with us where some of these problematic pollutants in our home come from. Maybe you can just summarize that before we will then move into the subject matter, which is the most important. How do we get rid of those nasties? Yeah, so to summarize, our homes, two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air. Now, that's from the Environmental Protection Agency, uh, the CDC. So that's been tested. We know that. That's not just us saying that. Where are these toxins coming from that are polluting our indoor air quality? They're coming from various different sources. They are coming from your cleaning supplies, maybe your laundry detergent, outgassing from new carpeting, furniture, flooring. Uh, they release gases and particles into the air. It gets into your dust. Uh, tobacco smoke, if there's smoker, wood-burning stoves. I mean, the list goes on and on. Any products that you're bringing into your house that are made of synthetic materials, plastics, even sneakers for that matter. I put my sneakers outside to outgas before I even bring them into the house. So these are just little things, but there's so many products that we are using in our homes that we need to figure out what is causing the indoor air to be so polluted and how can we fix it? Excellent. Actually, uh, on the sneakers uh, tea, my strategy is smell the sneakers first at the point of buying them. I mean, if we go shopping physically, if we order online, makes it a bit more difficult. But I usually, before I buy shoes in the old days when we went into the shops, I take off my shoes or I, I grab the shoes, test them in terms of do they fit, and then I smell them. So people have been looking at me like, is this guy crazy or what? He's smelling yeah. <laughs> these shoes. But yeah. that's my way of preventing those because you can usually some shoes, they are crazy in terms of what they're off guessing. Yes, the glues, the uh, plastics that are used. And how about children's toys? Do you ever smell a oh, children's toy? Yeah, yeah, the yeah. formaldehyde, the plastic that I'm like, oh, and kids are biting these. And so smelling it, I mean, rely on your nose because uh, our sense of smell is so powerful because if it's got a smell, it typically is not very good. So I actually pity those employees that work in some of those shops where you have those shoes or those toys. And I remember going into one shop in Kuala Lumpur when I used to live there, like a cheap shop, like a five ringgit shop. It's like one US dollar, kind of a little bit more. And they had loads of cheap plastic goods there. And the atmosphere in that shop was so depressing. You could feel the toxic chemicals kind of working on you. And I wonder, you know, people that work in such shops for a couple of hours, they must get long-term health impacts from it. I mean, crazy. Yeah. But yeah, it still I exists. I could imagine. Yeah, yeah. it still yeah. exists. Now, you mentioned open fire, like wood fire. Obviously, it's very romantic and nice to have a 
real wood stove in your house, and, and my brother has it here as well in Germany, would you recommend get rid of it completely? Or is there still a way how we can keep that nostalgic aspect in our homes? Well, what are they burning? Uh, there's a lot of wood on the market today that is loaded with chemicals. So it burns quicker and you don't have to use a starter. Are you using a starter? Those are things to consider. Is it wood from the fort, you know, that somebody cut down that is selling it or is it treated wood? That's what you want to be careful of. What are you burning in there? Put, put your indoor air quality monitor next to it. It might give you an indication there could be some chemicals burning. So I don't have wood burning. I We used to. And I agree with you. There's nothing like a wood burning fireplace, especially in the middle of winter. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay, so guys, the good news is you don't have to get rid of your wood burning, but check with the device next to it. Is it releasing any toxic chemicals or are you getting too much PM 2.5? Or even worse, carbon monoxide. I mean, that's something that is a direct killer. Sometimes can, if, if the burning is not efficient or if there's gas coming back instead of going into the chimney, I think there, there can be problems there. So great overview, T. How do we now get rid of the nasties? Well, there's a few steps. First, we have to figure out what are the nasties, right? So our indoor air quality monitor will kind of give us an idea. Then we have to figure out where are the nasties coming from? Uh, what can we do? Now, not everybody can buy an indoor air purifier. And I'm sure not everybody can buy an indoor air quality monitor. So, but there's things that you, even though I wish everybody could, because we should all have them in our homes. Uh, but there's some simple things that everybody, cheap, cheap, not only cheap, free, that everybody can do to first try to figure out getting rid of some of the chemicals in your home. So you're cleaning supplies. Look at those first, because those are being used the most. Those are what people are spraying on their counters, spraying in their air, trying to get rid of smells. And unfortunately, they're bringing chemicals into their home potentially into their bodies, harming their immune system. So look at that first. Look at your laundry detergent because you're sleeping in it. You're breathing it all day. It's on your clothes. It's outguessing in your house. Your laundry machines are drying them in your home. And those are potentially outguessing into your house too. So those are two big areas. Candles absolutely could be so toxic. Look at your candles too. Now, those are the areas where I first focus on helping people try to look at that first because those are simple solutions. Yes, you might be addicted to the fragrance in your laundry detergent or the chemical smell that you think is lavender in your cleaning supplies. But once they get past that, realizing that, wow, those are all chemicals I'm breathing in every day and we get them on new products, then we start going to some of the free, easy things that they can do. Your ceiling fans in your house should be cleaned all the time. If you have ceiling fans, they collect dust. The dust collects those chemicals, spraying them around your house. You know, when the sun comes in your house and you see those particles flying around, those are potentially uh, chemicals and VOCs and the 2.5s. And so cleaning your ceiling fans, opening up your windows wherever you live. I'm in Buffalo, New York. We have cold snow in the winter. I have a little crack in my house at all times. Um, plants. Plants are great at cleaning the air of your house. 
plants is, and you can watching this, you can see all the plants behind me. I have as many plants as possible. And there's plants. Some people say, oh, I kill plants. No, 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 no. There's plants you cannot kill. So you barely have to water certain ones. So, and I have some of those on my website. So cleaning your filters and your air conditioners, making sure you're cleaning the place in the filters. If you have a window or um, a forced air in your house, or if you have window units, open up those window units, little filters, run them underwater, get that dust off of there, put them back in. This is all air you need to be breathing every single day and you want it as clean as possible. So, and then your ducts and your vents, if you live in a house where you have ducts and vents and forced air, making sure those are cleaned as well. So making sure the air in your home is, those are simple steps, taking the shoes off when you come in your house, making sure everybody else takes their shoes off when they come in the house. And then you move into the air purifiers. And if you can really have air, if you can you know, afford an air purifier to, to clean now the air in your house that is getting rid of the formaldehyde and any other chemicals that are floating around. Yeah, so I think that is great. And people will appreciate the free advice because that's really the starting point where most people will be beginning opening up the windows. I think and getting the air circulation done is very important. Now we have scenarios where that might be something that people delay if it's a very cold, cold winter in North America or in Europe or here in Southeast Asia, you, you have a, a lot of noise in the neighborhood or pollution coming from the neighborhood. Like in one place that we used to live here in the Philippines, uh, we regularly had early in the morning or late in the evening when the sun was down, people burning uh, trash in the neighborhood. And, you know, that is obviously then the outdoor air suddenly becomes worse than the indoor air. So that depends a little bit on the context and the scenario. But once you detect that, you have to draw your own conclusions. Do you still want to continue living all the time in, in that area if there's so much pollution coming from the outside there? Now, uh, T, I think one of the key challenges that a lot of our listeners might be facing is, okay, I want to do this. But my husband or my wife or my children, they're not interested in changing. They've always done it the way they, they did it. My daughter is four years old. She's turning five. She's getting very interested in all sorts of perfume and stuff that smells. So how, how can we convince our family members to change their behaviors and mindsets on this? So that is a hard thing to do. And I'm not going to shy away from that. It's not easy. It's taking baby steps. And if you take change one thing at a time, potentially these, these, and it's also reading the labels and knowing your ingredients. So whoever wants to make that change and you want to start studying those, those ingredients and those that are in some of the products that your kids are putting on their body perfume, which by the way, our thyroid is right here. And those chemicals go right into your body. So it's trying to make small changes, especially when you're dealing with anybody that is resistant. And I've dealt with it tons of times. And I try one change, getting them to realize that. And sometimes, I mean, I even have family members, not my immediate family, that it's hard for me to even get them to see. And I'm in the industry. People, people sometimes are connected to sense. Our sense is so powerful. That fragrance that they sleep in every day, they think is fresh laundry that their mother 
put, you know, it's the same laundry detergent their mom used and well, my mother wouldn't have, you know, so, and it's lemon scent, which it's not lemon scent, unfortunately. So it's getting people to realize that and slowly, you can't force anything on anybody because it's a, it's a process. It's a slow process, but, you know, having an indoor air quality monitor, when you see those levels of chemicals that are in your house, it's an eye opener. And I've gotten more people who that helps because that's like the report when you get back from your doctor, when he says, you've got to stop eating meat and white bread because you're going to, you know, your, your body is toxic. Well, your home is toxic. And that's when, that's why uh, you monitor so powerful because it shows it's, you know, in years past, we had to just tell people, well, it's hard telling people because they don't get it because they can't, they don't see it. They don't feel it. The problem is they don't know it until they get sick. And people don't know they're feeling bad until they actually feel better. And migraines and allergies and headaches and the sniffles and constant sore throats, the amount of people that I've helped get rid of those simple things that they think is just the outdoor air. It's not. It's their indoor air. Yeah. Yeah. And as you said, once people get sick, then it's often already too late. But at least they become much more open and willing to make the change. So really, the, the, the call for action to all of our listeners today is be proactive, prevent it. Yes, you don't have the strong evidence that, hey, someone got cancer, we need to eliminate the toxins. But for the sake of your health, for the health of your family, start taking the stuff serious, start doing it. And what other products can people focus on, get benefits of? What, what can they find on your website? Tell us a bit, a little bit more about that tea, solutions that they can find. What I've done with the indoor air quality monitor, I've taken it to people's homes. I show them the levels, what they should be. I bring in an air purifier. I work with Austin Air Purifier, not only because it's made in my hometown of Buffalo, New York, but it's all made in the United States and it's a HEPA grade filter. Then I put that in their room, in their space, wherever they, I have the indoor air quality monitor. I come back three days later and I see all of these levels go down. So the air purifier can collect It can collect 99% of viruses. So that was a key thing with, uh, you know, the coronavirus. It collects formaldehyde and VOCs and 2.5. So it can reduce those in your air. So that's a huge step in the right direction is an air purifier and taking that step. Great, great. So especially those that have serious problems at home, definitely consider getting an air purifier because you can see the results. I mean, sometimes, you know, in a room that has a high PM 2.5, you switch on the machine very quickly, you will see that coming down. It's quite amazing how the impact you can see it in front of your eyes. If you have the monitoring device like Yahoo actually tracking the real-time data. So that is a very, very important uh, aspect. What's your website address, T, and what can people find on there? Yeah, my website address is thegreenlivinggurus.com. Just make sure you have a the at the beginning. Uh, I have a product line, which is right here over my shoulder, Tease Organics. I started it because, well, my main product down there is my all-purpose cleaner, and then I have some room sprays, and then I have a refillable jar. But 
It's made with water, vinegar, and essential oils. Beautiful. That is it. Organic. Nature. 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 And they have antibacterial properties and antiviral. But I was making it for people during the pandemic. uh, And then everybody started coming back to me and said, we need more. And so then I decided to have it manufactured. So that is, you know, switching over to whether it's teas or organics, but getting rid of these chemicals that you're spraying in your house. So that's what you'll find on my website. You will see my blog. You'll see all my social media. I have a store on there with all products that we recommend and companies that we work with that I endorse, that I have affiliate relationships with. So if I were to use it, it's on there. Great. Excellent. If you use it, it's approved. It's been tested. It delivers. That is excellent. And readers, you will remember, I wanted to reveal you the test results from my place in Malaysia, where in the last uh, interview with T in our latest previous podcast, the guy called me crazy because I was not required by law to do it. This was 20 years ago. It cost me a lot of money. My carbon dioxide was very high because there was no fresh air coming into the unit. Other measurements were okay. Then we checked the fresh air from outside. Carbon dioxide was low, which was what you will expect. But the the sulfur dioxide and nitrous oxides were high because my condo was just next to a street. A lot of cars driving around there. T mentioned that earlier on as well. There might be external sources coming in. There might be pesticides from the neighborhood, off-gassing. Be alert. Thanks so much, T, for your amazing input, both on sources of pollution and then how we can solve it, how we can get rid of the inappropriate materials that we are using and replace them with natural or tease organic materials and how we can tackle the pollution as well with monitoring and then cleaning it up. Excellent. Thank you so much, T. Great to have you on the show. And all the best for your important work. You are welcome. I'm glad to be on. I'll come on anytime you want me to. Wonderful.